there, I'm Andrea Koppel, and it's time for coffee, the podcast where you get to hear firsthand what the jobs and careers that interest you the most are really like. Hey there, Java junkies. Welcome to another K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. By the way, K-Cups come in three sizes, single, double, and triple shots, or roughly one minute, five minutes, or 10 minutes in length. So if you don't have time to throw back an entire caffeinated career conversation, these K-Cup mini episodes of T4C can give you a quick caffeinated fix, whether you're on the go or you only have a few minutes to binge. So grab your mug and take a chug, because it's time for a caffeinated career double shot K-Cup with my guest, Andrew Imbry. So Andrew, what is your process for writing a speech. How do you like to begin and what are the various steps that you take to get to that final draft? I like to begin at the end. So like a good story, you have an idea about the values that you're trying to touch in the speech and you want to have a sense of the end because it helps you create that narrative arc to your story. And one of the wonderful things about speech writing as a philosophy of life is that often when you're writing a speech, you're engaging in some form of public persuasion, which means that you're at least some of the audience is not on board with you and you're trying to convince them that, you know, you have, you have an idea that they should listen to. And it's amazing how powerful persuasion can be when you do a couple things. When you start with values and who you are and you can gain that trust, people then are primed to at least hear your arguments before you make them. I think there's a tendency sometimes to start right with the argument and to say, here are my facts, here's the argument, and this is why I'm right. But if you start from a place of humility, start from a place of here are the values that we share, I think it opens up the terrain for reason to do its work. And that's really important for persuasion. It's also stories are really powerful. And so when I'm working on a speech, I'm often thinking about, well, this is about people. So how can I how can I find the right story to connect this issue to the day to day life of real people? And that is actually something that I believe is essential, not just to speech writing, but to democracy, which is the idea that, and I forget who said this, but it's a, a powerful saying that has always stayed with me, which is that you can disagree with someone's opinion, but it's much harder to disagree with their experience. And when you share your experiences through a story or the stories of others, I think it creates a space for, for common dialogue. And so that's the second task. I really think about what stories I want to share. Uh, the other thing I think about is structure. And this is hard because it sometimes tends to be the last thing you think about, but it's really important because one sign of respect to somebody is that you've given thought to how you want to structure the speech and the argument. And usually speeches are most effective when you begin with those values, with a story, with something that grabs attention, and then you clearly define the problem or the issue at stake and why it should matter. And then you move to your solution. And then to a call to action that challenges the audience to do more, to do better. And if you miss any one of those pieces, you'll tend to feel something absent in the speech. If you're all problem and no solution, it can be kind of deflating. And if you're all solution and no problem, people just kind of feel like they're, you know, well, what's the point? They don't get the stakes. And if you don't begin and end with something powerful, you lose attention. And so the structure really matters. I think the last thing I'll share with your listeners is it's really important to show and not tell. 
So when you want to convey a sentiment, an idea, when you want to urge people to do something, think about an example to illustrate your points as opposed to telling it. So to take my own advice, here's an example. You know, if you want to say that somebody is a champion of human rights, it's far more powerful to provide a story or an example of what that person did to defend human rights at a moment of real danger or risk to themselves. And then you can obviously provide that clincher and say that's what makes that's what makes her a champion of human rights. But you need that example to really grip people in that vein. One last thing I'll say, which is really important, is simplicity. You know, my my favorite life philosopher is Mr. Rogers, and he ha- he has a great line where he says, you know, deep and simple is far more essential than shallow and complex. And I think I know I struggle with this, which is that when you lack experience or you feel like it's an issue you're not familiar with, you try to make up for that with big words and complicated syntax because you want people to know that you know what you're talking about. And the truth is just often much more simple. And that I've noticed this, the people who really are, who know a field or who've experienced something at their core, don't speak in big words and complicated syntax. They speak very simply and from their heart and from their gut. And I think the challenge as a speechwriter is to ask yourself, you know, how do I, how do I break this down so that more people can understand it so that the idea gets from my principles head into everybody else's in a way that sticks. And and that requires you to sort of unlearn some lessons that you sometimes learn in school and to really focus on the bare essentials. You know, what is the most important thing you want to say and how do you say it in a way that connects with as many people as possible? So those are some of the sort of top line ideas that I think about when I go through a speech. Thanks for tuning in to this K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. If you want to listen to our entire caffeinated career conversation, please check out the show notes for this episode. Thanks so much for listening to Time for Coffee, where the professionals in the jobs that most interest you always have time to grab coffee 24-7, no matter where you live. I have one quick favor to ask you. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Time for Coffee. Thanks so much.